0: Welcome to For The Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at for the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the fourth album from Seattle band Taco Cat. It's their first for sub-pop. It's called This Mess Is A Place and it starts out with a song called Hologram. <clears throat>
1: listening to this first song on the album feels like I don't, it feels like kind of a generational passing of the torch to me because I maybe it's a little bit of an easy thing to go to but I, whenever I hear sub-pop I think of the 90s and the grunge bands mm-hmm. and the slacker Gen X attitude of like uh the world sucks we're so jaded and then in this again I'm simplifying and I can do that I'm Gen X right mm-hmm. but that the in this song they're saying like oh is numb even a feeling I'm so jaded but Instead, it's like, no, we're millennials and we're just going to tear down the power structure. Power is a hologram and you just have to see through it to get past it. And so even though I think they're touching on same, some of that same like jadedness and feeling kind of overwhelmed by the world, there's a much more hopeful take on it. Yeah, And it's I, a great way to start the album.
0: I think they're doing what a lot of artists are doing nowadays, which is having a moment to catch their breath after 2016 and everything looks so terrifying, and learning to figure out how to be hopeful, even in a world where things don't seem very hopeful.
1: Yeah, and they're doing a a little bratty, don't take this the wrong way, but you're doing this the wrong way. It's just, uh, I don't know that they know the right way, but they do know how to make their message pretty catchy. That chorus where they're just hyper-enunciating their syllables, and it's so sing-songy in the first half of the chorus, and then I love how after the power is a hologram, then it just becomes kind of this cascade of the syllables and they're coming so fast, the words are breaking out of the constraints of the music in a way that's really delightful. I had not followed this band closely and I'm now feeling guilt, a little guilty for that.
0: Cause... Well, we saw that at South by Southwest a few years ago and they were fun to see, but I felt like their music was a little not substantial enough for me, and I feel like this record really has something to say, and it's really well produced, and the songs are so catchy yeah. and so well done that this grabbed me yeah, like their previous yeah, stuff that, hadn't.
1: That echoey guitar to welcome us in, and then this just really sweet vocal harmonies in the chorus that I keep going back to because it is, you know, catchy in a way that I haven't heard yet this year, and it's a good sign for the rest of the album, and I think we continue into that. Sunny yet deep, uh, going forward into the second track, it's called New World.
0: cocat a punk band but i think that the way that the go-go's and new wave came out of the punk scene they have that kind of spirit and this drum line in new world is such a punk drum line
1: yeah like yeah going into each chorus a, yeah, it's just, yeah it's just like oh keep keep the keep the momentum going mm-hmm. and I, all of these songs are short i mean it's a 10 track album that i think is what 32 minutes yeah. yeah these are short songs they really get to the point they don't mess around wasting a lot of time but there is that sort of pop sensibility and sweetness indigo with sort of in there with the punk just go 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 energy and it works well what, what i like is that as i said they have these very traditional song structures just our sort first of chorus first chorus bridge but then weird touches like i think on hologram the, after the last chorus just randomly one of the verses and then here we heard that bridge who would you be can you imagine having the opportunity mm-hmm. uh, or who would you be with everything I'm mangling the lyrics but let's not worry about that it's imagining that better world and then we just finish with the bridge but slowing down to let you sink in like just think about it what would it be like yeah and I think it's a nice bit of optimism because I think that first track hologram is just like yeah the power structure is corrupt and meaningless and see through it and this is Maybe we can be optimistic and imagine a better world without paperwork.
0: There's such a variation in the songs. They're all they all have their own style and their own feel. And there was a different album by a different band that we didn't talk about on this podcast because we listened to the record and all of the songs sounded a little too samey. And I like how each of these songs really has their own has its own personality, and they've that they, you can tell they've invested so much of themselves in it.
1: Yeah, I think that there's that sweetness to the voices, but then here they're, I think, much more so than in Hologram, which had a very kind of sing-songy element. But here, uh, I think Emily Noakes, the lead vocalist, and tambourine. You can mm-hmm. really hear the tambourine once you look at the credits. Like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of tambourine yeah. on this album. And she really put is kind of pushes her voice into a less pretty space that has that kind of urgency to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, a nice counterpoint. Like, I'm imagining this... Beautiful, perfect world. And yet there's this urgency to it. Like, I woke up today, I woke up today. And that sort of repeated refrain in each verse really ties it all together. And it's just pretty, pretty great. (laughs) And as we've had these two very kind of fast, high energy, we take what I would call a a very different direction on the next track we'll play. It's called
2: Grains of Salt. Grains of
1: Salt. Thank you.
0: song maybe more than any of the others highlights the excellent production on this record there's the way that i don't know if it's backup singers or the lead vocalist doubling her vocals but the way that it comes in and out with these back backing vocals and then that synth line which nobody is credited to synth on the record so I don't know who to attribute I mean on in the credits so I don't know who to attribute that to
1: Yeah everyone is credited as backing vocals so it's you know there's enough people marked that to get the two or three or four different vocal lines we get
0: But But the reason that we played the end of that song is because the way that they have everything drop out except the guitar and that almost reggae sounding beat, and then they're layering things on one at a time, it's just, it adds so much depth to what is ultimately kind of simple songwriting that could be done, it, it could be boring but they make it interesting in a way that's fun and yeah. exciting
1: and it's it's superficially simple but i think a it's hard to craft an earworm this effective mm-hmm. and i think along with hologram this is the one that just keeps stuck in my head and all
0: of i got all of them stuck in my head yeah but
1: I, okay i guess it's like which are the highest mountains in the mountain range yes. <laughs> and this has that wonderful imagery of that's just grains of salt that's just tears in the oven mm-hmm. and it it's another angle on that cutting through what you think is important and in this case other people's opinions of you kind of holding you back and that final triumphant no remember who who you are who who the f you are (laughs) and that then that becomes the entire foundation of that kind of in the round layering of sound at the end which just builds that don't forget to remember don't forget to remember triumphant conclusion
0: yeah there's such a cheerleaderiness to this record and it makes me so happy times are troubled but you can do this and like there's reasons to be hopeful and that makes me it it just makes me want to return to it over and over again
1: yeah it is so upbeat in the face of darkness (laughs) and then we get the next track we'll play it takes a little bit of a different turn sonically it's called little friend that they take one opportunity on this album to cut loose and just rock out and that it's the song about your pet, that it's about this cute little friend and how much you you love this little animal and this animal who understands you when no one else does. And it's so such a sweet sentiment and it has such a muscular sound to counterpoint it.
0: And very minor key and intense, too. Yeah.
1: And it, and the thing is, though, I think that there is a kind of bittersweet aftertaste to it because it's like, I love having this friend who's so sweet and curls up in a sunbeam mm-hmm. and also burns twice as bright because you're not going to live that long and have to cherish every moment. Aww. And so there is that sort of enjoy while it lasts melancholy in there with it, just how wonderful it is to have this animal in your life, in your house.
0: And I think a lot of these songs are capturing complicated ideas and feelings, and this is just more pure. It's just very down home and about your little pet.
1: Yeah, but things don't stay simple for long because we're diving right back into the depths and the next track we'll play. It's called Rose-Colored Sky. this is such a wonderful combination of very reminiscent to me of the 80s muted guitar sound in the verses and then these powerful vocal harmonies in the choruses and those combined with just some of the most biting lyrics on the album about unearned privilege and and class consciousness and it's really deep but really funny and it's I think of that trend of like i kind of i have to laugh because this sucks so hard to be the person who watches someone else just stumble through life and succeed without trying
0: yeah it's such a great way to to capture class privilege in a funny way and pointing out i mean the whole point of the song is for those of us who have to go through life fighting our way up and especially this is a band that's explicitly feminist and has to deal with a lot of BS just coming from that perspective. And so how must it feel to never have to try at anything and have everything handed to you? And I think there's a a great line that's something like first prize just to participate.
1: Yeah. And and I could fall into the trap of just reading lyrics because I and I will say this, Taco Cat, kudos for... Providing liner notes with lyrics, even if you buy online, go to Bandcamp and buy this album, you get liner the notes. PDF, yeah. Yeah, with PDF the... with lyrics. And thank you for that because the lyrics on this album are so good. And it took a f- bunch of listens because it also it sounds so fun and poppy. And to realize that they are these masterful crafters of pop songs who also are fantastic lyricists
0: and you mentioned the 80s sound and i think that the lead singer reminds me so much of belinda carlisle of the go-go's and that was really the case in this song i think more than any of the others
1: yeah but which even with yeah oh for sure but even within this poppiness they do uh, weird things like i talked about throwing a verse or a bridge at the end of a song and another thing i find is and this is probably the most severe example of it, but where sort of three verses pre-chorus and chorus, then two verses pre-chorus and chorus, and then one verse pre-chorus and chorus. So the sort of acceleration and intensification. But starting off, I think very few bands would have the confidence to have you go through three verses before the first chorus. But it works here because it sounds so cool and the lyrics are so good, you want more. Like I I wanted the song to keep going. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's a good mix of songs that are more structurally complex, like this one, and then a little bit more simple, like in the next song we'll play, which is called The Problem. ¶¶
1: I think the most traditionally punk rock song on the album, it has this bratty energy to it. And it's where I feel like so many of the songs are really universal about big questions of life and meaning and class and privilege. And this is just eh, kind of an annoying friend who just can't get over himself. I was
0: thinking there, whoever wrote this song, there's someone in that person's life who knows that this song is about them maybe. Uh
1: No, and uh, it's it's super funny, and it's just like, oh, you have got this problem. You keep talking about the same problem, and you never go anywhere, and just like to complain. I think like,
0: that your problem is that you like problems. Yeah, and you
1: know it's super funny, and at the same time, there's a moment like, oh, am I the person in the song? <laughs> Maybe but, I have been. And,
0: and at the same time, <laughs> you could read it in the context of the whole rest of the album and the the commentary on our socio political climate. And maybe the problem is the people who constantly complain about all these problems in the world that aren't our actual problems. But I think that's probably reading too much into it. And it's just, I like the stop and start of the, it's kind of like a really fast punk rock beat and then it slows down and then picks back up. And the pacing is fine. Yeah,
1: and I like that. Yeah, it's very punchy, bratty in the verse and chorus, but then the bridge gets very pretty. It's just what are you gonna do is you look ahead of you and it's it's uh, a nice little moment of calm in this otherwise frenetic and it's barely over two minutes long song
0: and it leads into a very contemplative and more sedate song called crystal ball my favorite track on this record just because there are hooks upon hooks upon hooks and it's so catchy and so complicated. And the layering of the vocals and the instruments is so compelling.
1: I try to take notes on like, oh, here's the structure of the song. And this one really defies characterization because there's a verse and then there's this sort of three sections of pre-chorus and then another different pre-chorus and then the actual chorus and each of them totally sonically different. And yet they all work together and you're right it's totally catchy even as it's kind of this song about modern alienation and some of the you know technology and being overwhelmed by just the modern world and it's you got to be catchy to get through that
0: yeah i think what is charming about this album is it is the way that it oscillates between big picture themes and small joys and i think that is sort of the message of the record is that to deal with the big picture terror of the United States right now you have to focus on the small joys like your pets and your friends and this the penultimate track that we'll play next is more of the latter and it's called meet me at la palma
1: I described this band as being millennials at the top of the episode, and I think they're all kind of in the early 30s, maybe, and I think this is the right time to write this kind of song about this kind of divey bar and... That you th- have
0: in every city. Ours is <sighs> Velvet Cantina. Yeah,
1: and that the the sort of place that it's... The place to reset, like, oh, you're... Or you're your friend just like broke off an engagement. Go mm-hmm. there and get drunk. And mm-hmm. oh, something else happened. Go get drunk. Well, And, and,
0: and also it's banana daiquiris and these weird yeah. tropical drinks. And, and
1: margaritas bigger than your head, yes. which is such so vivid. And the songwriting here is so kind of affectionate and, and paints such a picture so quickly of this place. And there's both a sense of, as I said, a great affection for it. At the same time, there's a certain awareness of... Maybe, you know, getting day drunk on daiquiris is not a sustainable lifestyle, but... There's So there's almost a little bit of nostalgia here of like, I think maybe they're not going to go be, be going back to here so much in the future, but you can remember fondly the times you had there, even if they included throwing your phone into the fish tank.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what makes it so charming is the pairing of like the last two lines are breathtaking view of the freeway. I want to stay. In other words, it's kind of a crummy place, but it's, it's home and, it, and I have good times there. Yeah, I, I think... Feel Close to our
1: yeah, we can all think back, I think, to times in our lives when things were tough, and maybe a little bit of uh, inappropriate debauchery was called for, and that the a place that can do that is an important community resource, and don't look down at it. And to do it, yeah, with the affection and sweetness. And I just wanted to call out here that um, the one dude in the band, Eric Randall, just has is able to master such a different variety of guitar sounds, and I think the kind of brightness with a little bit of edge here gives you again it's like that kind of sweet and sour together that is so perfect for the material
0: this album is what we need for troubled times it's so optimistic and so charming and upbeat and full of hooks and it just made me so happy to listen to and it's relatively short but it it, there's no wasted noodling here it's just Straight to the point, gets to your heart.
1: Yeah, and we, you know, there's always the question of which songs are we going to talk about, and there's 10 songs, and I think we ended up talking about nine of them, but I'm really bummed the one we didn't get to, because they're all, what is it, all killer, no filler, and That's I said right. that slowly, so I didn't get it wrong this time, but yeah, it's a- uh,
0: As you've said in the past, all killer, all filler. <laughs>
1: no, yeah. Yeah. <We>, I... <laughs> that's what you said last. That's time. I did say that once and I will never forget it. So, but it's it is really just it's all hits here. They're all catchy, they're all interesting. The lyrics are consistently clever and funny and thoughtful and affectionate and
0: And it's exciting because I feel like this band has been around since 2007, but they're really taking their skills up a notch and really maybe taking their career to the next level yeah, with well, this record. Yeah, moving
1: to sub pop is a big deal and they're now touring around the country. They'll be coming to San Francisco in mid-June. That's right. So, if you can make it to the chapel, uh, they'll be happy to see you. As they say on their website, they love uh playing with other musicians. They love them each other and they love us the fans.
0: <laughs> it's very cute.
1: They're they're adorable.
0: So, we're going to go out with the last track on the album which is called Miles and Miles. And we've been discussing Taco Cats, This Mess is a Place, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Mm